Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and spoilers. This is staying in. Have you, have you read the books? Or have you, have you have, read any of them? Yeah, I have actually. I've, I've read um, about one and a half. Um, I read one pretty quickly and then jumped into two, and it's a slightly bigger book as well, so um, I haven't finished that one yet. But also, they are to start with like like many things they are pretty much the same from tv series to book so Mm -hmm. i felt like i was reading what i'd just seen so i wanted to break away a bit and then come back to it yeah i think i remember talking to sam about it because he'd started he'd started reading the books at the same time as watching the show and trying to kind of read the books and then watch the show for that aspect and then read a bit more of the book and try and stagnate it that way but i think he was saying it kind of took too long because the at least in the earlier series, they were quite strict to the books. My understanding is now I've not I've not read any of them. Um, I just mm. I didn't really know anything about Game of Thrones until midway through the third season, where I suddenly I heard of this big thing called Game of Thrones, and it was on my kind of Sky box set. So I was like, I'll watch some of that. And then me and my wife we blitzed through the first like two and a half series in like next to no time. And then we had to start waiting a week apart for an episode, which is the most annoying thing. When all you've done is binge. When someone then says to you, no, 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 you, you've got to wait a week to find out what happens. You're like, no, you press next. That's what happens. That's how this is. That's how this works. Yeah, my um, my dad actually is, is kind of into this sort of genre. And bef- when season one had come out, I actually said to him, please watch it. It's, it's right up your alley. You will really like it, I promise. And he's like, eh, no, not sure about it. And I said, really, honestly, you will? Nah, not really sure. Anyway, they, my parents went to Australia. And of course, on a 12-hour trip, he watched all of season one, <laughs> all the way there, and then all of season two, on the way back. And he came back and said, Alex, Alex, is there a season three? And I said, no, it's not out yet. And he's like, no. <laughs> and he was hooked from it. I think it might be because of the nature of the show being all the different narratives within episodes that you don't feel like you've just kind of had an hour of one story and you kind of you basically you've had 10 minutes of five different stories and so that's actually a relatively easy amount to digest so you can go Mm. into another episode and you're not kind of basically burnt out on a certain character or a certain storyline so I think that that might might be where it lends itself quite nicely to the binge watching box set culture but I think by sense of it we are we're kind of on the same page in terms of not really knowing the books obviously we're coming up to season six now and this is where we leave the books behind more or less my understanding is there's still a couple of things that have not yet happened in the series that happened in the books but none of the big stuff so kind of we're in that we're in the same boat that we have no idea what's going on mm. but finally neither do the readers know what's going on either yeah that's, that's although i haven't had too much of that i've only known a couple of people who've actually read the books um and i'll soon be one of them but i'm kind of doing it the way around that i usually do it which is see the the, the filmed version first mm-hmm. and then read it because otherwise i think you get a you get a thing in your head of what the people should look like and oh yeah often you'll get this kind of oh well they didn't look like that in my head and i don't think that actor's right for that role and and this way around i can instead have these people in my head when i read it Mm. i think the casting was brilliant anyway so i I don't think they did anything wrong in that department no i mean i'm in agreement with you it is always it always different when you when you read a book first um so i mean we could sit here probably and spend a couple of hours going in and out of all five series that have happened but uh i don't think that's going to be wise so i think if we (laughs) if we limit it to kind of uh some 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 pot shots throughout the series and maybe focus on kind of uh series five um Mm -hmm. what what did you did you enjoy series five how did you how do you think about that so i i watched series five i was very very ill recently and i spent 10 hours just watching the whole thing because uh, I couldn't move, so I just let it go and just watched it. So I was in a kind of ill mindset, but I I let myself just get carried on with it oh. away. Um, compared to the other series, it's got the same kind of um, momentum, I think. It always starts off a bit slow. You have to remember what everyone's doing yeah. again and what families everyone belongs to. It, it follows should... All the series follow a very set pattern. 
<laughs> yeah, and all the um, the, the box set, actually the first one has a family tree, which is really handy because then yeah. you can go right who who is whose you know son or daughter, and um, I uh, it gets quite complicated. But I am knowing who everyone is now. Um, I still get a bit confused between. There are a lot like, of characters. <laughs> Yeah, and who's supposed to be good and who's supposed to... I think the idea is nobody's good, really. Everyone is in Other than the, Sam. the game. Other than uh, Sam. Sam is lovely, yes. He's, and... he's, the, oh, he's the only good character in the, <laughs> who has, who has no, no feature about him that is not good. Everyone no, else he's... might have little nuggets here and there. Larger yeah. good, but they have a few little dark sides. He is pure light side, in my mind. He is pure good. Unfortunately, I have a feeling that the world will turn against him for that because it's a harsh world that it tends think, to do that i think a lot of people who a lot of characters who would have been good have ended up having to have a dark streak in them because that's how you play the game and, and otherwise you don't you don't live if if you're too goody goody which is what um Tyrion's found out yeah in in a hard way um but um well long yeah, may it's... sam live that's what i say <laughs> hopefully but, as, long, um, as long as he survives, there is hope left in the world of Westeros, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I mean, yeah, I, he's really sweet. I th- I think from from season five, it's funny. I remember watching it and kind of thinking that it wasn't as good as previous series, as kind of mm. as I was watching it. However, when I look back now, I think of it as a great series, because, and that's possibly because I think the the final, I think it was probably the final three episodes, which was kind of uh, I think it was I think it's called Hard Home, which is the bat- big battle with the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously all the stuff that happens in episode 10 the finale which we will get to I think because of that it's maybe tainted in a good way my view of the whole series I think just that the battle with the White Walkers for me was the big wow moment of that whole series I think that moment where Jon Snow is fighting the White Walkers he's got the White Walkers scything through all these different men and then he comes up against Jon Snow and he stops him with his sword and yeah. it is that kind of kind of fist pumping moment and I, you don't get that many of them because usually the good characters who will give you those moments get cut down fairly quickly. They don't. You don't yeah. have many of them. But I think <laughs> looking looking back, I think I, I enjoyed it in hindsight more than I did at the time. I think at right. the time, I think what, what you're saying is correct. I think especially with season five, it did feel like at the end of season four because they got rid, they they done the whole thing with Tywin and Tyrion being in jail and Tyrion go, leaving kind of King's Landing. The, at least the first half, maybe the first two thirds of season five felt like okay we're moving people into new positions so after Mm -hmm. season five we can kick on again it very much felt like this is almost a transitional period to get people where they need to be and obviously towards the end of that series things changed Mm. but i that was i I very much thought that at the time that they were moving people around stuff like all the work with aya that was moving her into a position that her story could then really kick on because not a lot happened with aya outside of a few mm. character beats in in season five. What, yeah. what, what do you what do you think in terms of how the stories progressed across that? Well, Arya's was an interesting story. I really thought she was going to end up going away and training a lot sooner than she did. She ended up um, wandering around qu- quite a bit longer, and it's only now that she's finally gotten to the point where she's able to, you know, get to her sort of zenith of her mm. story. Um, whereas the others, it's kind of happened much sooner than her. Um, but um, I guess that's part of her story is the point that she's supposed to be learning about being nobody, isn't she? So she's yeah, been quite absolutely. in the background throughout the entire thing. Um, I get what you mean about how there was quite a big jolt of things that happened right at the end of the previous series. Um, but I think they have to slow it down right at the beginning of the next series because otherwise, how do you then make it an even bigger thing? If you've already, if you go too big too soon, there's no big moment. Um, I really like that um, that fighting the White Walkers moment as well. That was fantastic. My favourite bit of that was when um, he he sees the the king or one of the four ice lords on the Mm. top of the ridge, and and he's come down and he just raises everyone else up, and it's completely silent. Yeah, and and I loved that bit. There, there is no going, words, but you know this is sending a message. This is really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, just... And they're all looking at them, and there's no... You know, that's what's coming. And you, yeah, oh, well, I really just want them to get to King's Landing. <laughs> <laughs> so want... Because they're all... That's the, you know, they're squabbling over this kind of carcass, which is this kind of 
this throne that's supposed to be the seven king everyone wants to be the ruler of the seven kingdoms you know when actually everyone's their own separate little bit i don't mm. it doesn't really exist this idea it's just an idea of being a ruler of everything yeah um if to- if tommen can do it then everyone can <laughs> exactly. i really just want the, the dead to come in and you know wash everything away okay i think isn't that the point of them they're supposed to come every time you know because summer is summer. they had a really long summer didn't they it's been years and years so they know a really long winter is coming i think it's supposed to be the kind of balance of life and and except it's in a sort of gruesome way with this kind of magical army but um I, I was a bit disappointed that we don't really hear anything from Bran in the entire series. No, um, I mean, so we, we we left him back in season four. Now I'm still a bit confused about his storyline. So he follows a three-eyed <laughs> raven who turned into a man in a tree. Yep. I think I think he, that's what he, happened. He's gone off to find the children, hasn't he? They're yeah, the original ch- children of the children. forest or something. Am I making that? Yeah, up? they're the they're the only ones that could defeat the walkers in the end but he's he doesn't really know that yet he just knows he's been following these people off into the woods and um he had that he has that ability to sort of see through other people's yeah but he just sort of disappeared <laughs> and haven't really caught yeah, up with I, him I, or... I mean that I know. I know. He's obviously he's been in the trailers for the new series, so he is back for the new series. He's he's as you will be for children of that age when you don't see them for over a year. They've changed quite a bit and they've grown quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I mean the very telling thing that I remember just from kind of because his storyline has been very similar to the White Walkers. It's been very very slow, and it's just been every now and again mm. a nugget's been thrown in to kind of hint to you this guy's this storyline's important. Something's happening here. Mm. And I think the one thing I remember from kind of his his season four, the last time we saw him, was when he got to the the three eyed raven, and he asked and he said to him, "Will I walk again?" He says, "You won't walk again, but you'll fly." And yeah. obviously, we know there are dragons in this world, and so my head is putting two and two together and thinking, "Okay, maybe Daenerys isn't the only one who can control these dragons now. Maybe yeah. you've got a you've got a, a guy here who." is in a family that we like who can control the dragons which basically give whoever they want the throne eventually if they ever make an attack on king's landing um mm. but that was the that was the standard that was the bit that kind of like ooh, ooh, now i'm interested in this story again because yeah. there's a lot of i mean other than hodor who's always amazing but i have no idea where they're going with with him that's that's mm. very much a mystery i think to everyone i think i don't think there's any clues that have been put in other than as I say, the thing about him flying implies dragons, based on the fact that he can he can walk into into animals and, of course, people with Hodor. Yeah, either that or he and he's been doing it mostly by accident at the moment. So it's probably going to be you'll be able to train this and go through any you know any animal that you want. It could be that lots of key people end up working together at the end, which I'm sure they'll have to. Daenerys is already starting to work with. Tyrion um, and Varys pops up right there. That was quite a nice moment, actually. <laughs> Where have you Varys been? Is... Yeah, it's like, what, what the hell? <laughs> I don't get and involved in the, the in the trivialities of battle. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, yeah, no, that was good to see. That was like seeing uh, an old friend. I was like, oh, thank God you're there. <laughs> um, yeah. So it could be that a lot of these people get together and end up overthrowing. But I don't know who's going to be left to overthrow by the end. There's so much so many people have died since then and uh... yeah it's 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 funny my 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 mom has actually just started watching it she watched they watched it about a month ago she's gone through the whole five series already in a month oh, really um because wow. she just she just found it and then just got it she got it on the box sets and just blasted away through it um mm-hmm. actually uh not 20 minutes before us recording this i had a phone call from my mom she didn't answer the, i answered the phone she didn't say hello how are you anything like that I answered the phone and said, hello. And she went, I've just seen the last episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> she was devastated. She Aww. could hear in her voice that she just said, I sat there just for a few minutes in silence. I didn't I didn't know what to do. <laughs> it's just like, it's just crazy that, that these it has this effect. Um, mm. 
but just going back to what you're saying about kind of people meeting up, I think that was a brilliant thing that we finally saw in season five of some characters interacting. When Tyrion mm. met with Daenerys, you were like, like you were seeing something that you never thought you'd see. These characters from mm. the other sides of the, the, the fictional map coming together. It was bizarre. I loved it that it was Tyrion because he's clearly the best character in the show, uh, mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, but yeah, it's so it's such a great experience of speed to. I think probably as you're saying to have that relief of finally they've they've met. There is there is some kind of uh, group who are combining to fight. So I can see a group forming that I can fully get behind, even mm. though there is drawbacks to that group. Daenerys I think the has... only way you know that the characters this may not happen because it tends to be the kind of show and the books that do something different to what you'd expect you know killing off the main characters but it could be that they have to realize there isn't just one banner that will rule it has to be a a conglomerate yeah you know pull from lots of different people the the strongest of all the families to do it because otherwise you know each time one one banner has tried to take it all it's failed miserably Uh, there's no way (laughs) they'll have to have you know the knowledge of King's Landing from Tyrion and the way that he he has some compassion. Um, Daenerys has compassion as well, but she's got the dragons. Maybe Bran will have the Stark winterous yeah. blood because all the others are from you know hot places and they don't really understand what it means to be cold. Mm. But the the list of people that we like is getting thinner and thinner. <laughs> yeah, which 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 we can't mention kind of season five without referring to the one moment at the end of season five where mm. i think majority of obviously non-book readers had assumed that Jon snow was going to be basically the 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 shining light the person you everyone gets behind or everyone's like okay this is the guy he was the guy everyone was like that's the one we follow and then mm. to have him killed in such a way and obviously as soon as that happened there were theories abound throughout the internet as they are want to be of yeah. how we could because i'm th- i look at it and i think you know what if you'd asked me two episodes before the end of the first series i'd say there is no way you're gonna kill ned stark no way yeah and then they did so i sit and i think there is no way no possible way you could kill Jon snow and yet they've done it before mm. i still think that they'll bring him back but it would not surprise me if they don't because they've done it before <laughs> simple yeah. as that the, the way it works is kind of they're dead we get over it you know it's not it's not usual like a usual show they they do they're not afraid of killing them off um but I, i'm wondering where the hell ghost was at that point yeah just away from all that almost every other time john's been in danger ghost has come from nowhere and at least tried to defend him but yeah you, you might have had seeing. a shot of him barking from a yeah that confused the heck out of me there wasn't even any you know howl or anything there's just a very you know quiet moment and it was a very very long shot on him though right at the end i was kind of expecting him to breathe again or something yeah you're waiting for Mm. that little yeah i suspect there's going to be something else there i don't i do you know what i wasn't particularly shocked about that i was actually quite um numb by then i guess it didn't really shock me um it it surprised surprised me in it to an extent however i mean with with game of thrones because it is such a huge huge thing especially on the internet kind of social media and all that stuff you mm. kind of got because obviously in america it comes out the day before and you'd got kind of a feeling through the internet even without looking at spoilers so i, I don't look at spoilers but you had a mm. feeling that something big was going to go down that something big had gone down and something was going to happen and i got mm. a feeling that from the reaction i'd seen there was only a very very small select group of characters who it could affect because of the 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 type of reaction it was getting and that Mm. was literally down to probably Daenerys and Jon Snow because they were the only ones that seemed that if they died it would be a major shock or Tyrion I think I think Tyrion is a favorite if he died it would be a tricky one it's a bit like a a bit like a a Daryl Dixon in um, Walking Dead I think if as soon as he dies a lot of people will probably drop off because you're so invested in well, I think I think character. I think some of the fans, in the same way with Walking Dead, they'll they'll be like, if, if Tyrion dies, we riot. It's you know what, don't That's you it. can't you can't do it because yeah. or else we're gonna you know rip shit up kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favourite bits in that because you were talking about like great moments as well. So I'm I'm hoping Tyrion survives. I'm really liking the fact that he's 
over in a new a place now and he's uh, talking to Daenerys. I, l- I love it when they smash together two characters that aren't usually talking mm. to each other at all. Um, I love the part where um, Drogo saves Daenerys yeah. when they're in the pit. That's fantastic. I was hoping for him to come. I was like, come on! <laughs> where are you, stupid dragon? <laughs> I, I, I remember watching it and thinking like how how can they possibly get out of this and then literally mm. it was like something came up from behind me very slowly this little idea <laughs> of hang on a minute there's a dragon out there hmm. yeah and then I was as, waiting as, for kind dragon. Of, as in the show you hear it slowly kind of build this kind of flapping of wings and then boom it's then you're like of course of course he's gonna come i was really worried he was gonna die though i was just um because he's getting spikes shot through him and and i thought oh god don't you know <laughs> lose one of the dragons already the problem is as well she's um she's locked up the other two hasn't she and, and yeah. drogon was the one that wouldn't be um wouldn't be locked up he was always flying around um because he was smart um <laughs> but she i was sort of commenting to myself as i was watching it like because <laughs> i know i know they're not real but i just thought she hasn't really been paying much attention to them mm. she's you know she hasn't trained them enough she hasn't she couldn't ride them and they gradually just got out of her control and to the point where she had to lock them up you know because they were starting to kill you know children and livestock weren't they so she yeah she well it was only, she... i think it was only drogon who was who was killing at that time and so yes. to she obviously she she, he'd flown away he'd left but i i think by and large i think we're in a really good position with kind of season five i think uh the position everyone finds himself in is really interesting and i think that transitional mm. season worked really well to push someone like Tyrion into daenerys's storyline to push Arya really fully into that kind of assassin storyline um obviously we've not even talked about cersei and all the goings on down oh at king's landing God. um <laughs> it's kind of all the stuff with stannis there is so much we haven't even touched on the stuff with stannis where he killed his own daughter and it's horrific oh moments. my god that that was probably the worst moment for me actually that, that yeah i think that was more possibly than... it, the john snow thing was shocking as it was a surprise the, yeah. the the stannis sacrificing his daughter was shocking just in the sense of it was oh my god this character that i've known he's always had this weakness in him of kind of mm. craving for power i never thought it would take him to this level of well, exactly. I, i've hated him since the beginning he's so horrible you yeah. know they they even in the books they describe his castle as kind of a bit empty but there's still people around in in the tv series they've really made it so desolate there's literally no one around yeah. it's like nobody cares um i'm i'm surprised he managed to scrape together an army at all and that poor girl the fact that they set it up so that he, you know he's telling that story of how he got every maester in the land possible to try and cure her and it worked mm. and that she had been it was an attempted assassination wasn't it from another place they yeah, gave her so, a doll yeah. with this this horrible virus on and he tried to cure her and then this the the woman of light whatever her name is melisandre the red, her. red priestess yeah and no matter what she says he'll just do it and it's that horrible moment that made me more upset than anything because she's holding her little toy hmm. that was made for her. And you're just... The the, the mother kind of turns mm. as well because the mother when has... she finally realises. Yeah, she, it's like the spell has been broken on her and she realises, oh my God. What have my, I done? Yeah, what have I done? My daughter yeah. is being tortured and killed. Um, it... And he's lost everything by then and you just think was it even worth it what when you, you when, know when you see the shot when they're going towards uh winterfell and you see stannis's tiny army against mm. the kind of the horde because obviously he's got nothing he's he's he just wants to go out in a blaze of glory then like like yeah. any captain should want to die in battle yeah so he's just going to yeah. throw his men to the wolves basically and he's gone pretty much kind of mad by then hasn't yeah. he because he thinks that he can still take it and in the end he doesn't die with any glory no um brianne comes along and kills him yeah i forget actually how much happened in season five when you start mm. to label stuff especially towards the end you've got that stuff with there you've got all the stuff with cersei and that that horrific walk the walk of shame you, you, <laughs> yeah it's it might yeah, be funny yeah. to call it that but that's exactly what it was it took it to another level yeah <laughs> I think, but you know, you're you're the thing is, you're going the whole time. You're going, yes, yes, finally. And in my head, I was like, you created this monster. You did this. You you let the, you know, religious people get 
as high as they did. You did this to mm. yourself. And then oh, she yeah. gets through those doors and you see her face and you go, they're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> they're all going to die. It was... <laughs> and actually, in that moment, you kind of, maybe not on her side, but you're a little bit like, I wonder what you're going to do next. Because yeah. there's no way she's letting that slide. It was. A... Uh, I wonder about poor Margaret, though, who's still yeah in the dungeons yeah i mean <laughs> i'm wondering if i mean, I think cersei's too hard for this she's too stone cold bitch but i'm wondering if she might at least give leniency to margaret kind of better the devil you know than the, the devil you don't type thing i've kind of yeah I get her on board i've i can control her more than i can control this thing i've created but also you know flipping back to um jamie and the you know, he knows he doesn't know any of that's happened. Yeah. Yet. And also, Cersei um, doesn't know off. that her daughter is dead. I know that was actually really sad. Yeah, because she was that a was nice. Pretty she horrible. was a nice girl. She was a, just I like know. Sam. She was perfectly nice and I innocent. Know, she, we don't, we don't really know much about her at all. She's yeah. never really explored except right then, and she's, you know, more of a, a woman by this point, not just a little girl. And when she says she knows to jamie and then <laughs> the sand snakes is that what they're called yeah. had their had their revenge and uh you kind of you get what it's going to do to cersei and you're like oh i see this is gonna you know really hurt her. but actually the thing you know the the cost was quite a, a nice innocent life really mm. um so again another thing of everyone's bad no one is no one is perfect except Sam <laughs> and Hodor. <laughs> yeah, Sam and Hodor. Everyone else is terrible <laughs> people. Um, I mean, we there are there are so many different areas that we can't really can't really get into just because there's so many mm. of them. So people, uh, yeah. so the Arya storyline, the Sansa storyline, mm-hmm. all these kind of let's face it, horrific things have happened to all of these characters. We've barely talked about what happened to Daenerys in season five, other than the very ending. She went through. She went through a lot. Um, I'd completely forgotten about the whole Sansa thing, um, and and the idea of reek and all that sort of stuff, which is really interesting. Well, and what the hell happens to uh, them when they jump off Winterfell? Well, I've forgotten all about that. Would you? Yeah, exactly. That's what we're saying. Would you? I mean, is is Sansa <laughs> one of your? Is she a popular character for you? Or no, I think she was kind of hated to begin with, but she is. She is only very, very young, and she's. You know, all whereas Arya is all mud and playing in in the fields and climbing up trees. Sansa is trying to be a lady as she is being taught. Um, everyone gets very annoyed with the choices she makes, but the stuff she has to endure. You know, I said actually, I said Daenerys goes through a lot of hell. Sansa goes through her fair share as well. She's almost always with some crazy man, yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact that when she she's not really a favorite of mine, but I kind of admire how she is just dealing with things right now she's not you know the prissy little girl that she was mm. I remember when, um, but she still you know makes mistakes i mean as, <laughs> as i say when my mom was started watching this last time i last time i went up to see them see my parents uh, my mom was telling me that she'd been watching it and at that point though she was about halfway through season three and at this point mm. in the story it's kind of approaching um Joffrey and Marjorie's wedding so Sansa's now out of the picture in terms of that she's not oh, yeah. she wasn't with Tyrion at that point um but my mum loved Sansa and she was like oh I just want to know that she's going to be okay I just want to know that she can be... and I was like I obviously couldn't say anything but I'm like yeah it's not going to get any better for her because no, she... she has that glimmer of kind of happy I say I say happiness in inverted commas because she has that glimmer with Littlefinger where she's not being abused mm physically yeah. she has that short time when she's not being physically abused well she's with Tyrion as well who, who does yeah I, yeah she I, says later he was very kind but she's still in close proximity to yeah she has the, know, the shadow of joffrey hanging over who kind of says to her yes i'm marrying this other person which means i can just do what i want with you whenever i want and that yeah, is yeah. constantly hanging over for her and obviously with ramsey bolton now and with the, the kind of the whole Reek storyline. I mean, he is such a hateful character. Probably, I would argue, mm. more so than Joffrey. And Joffrey is a truly hateful character. For me... Well, Joffrey's a bit of an idiot as well. He's not actually that smart. No. Whereas, you know, Ramsay has has this kind of weird, psychotic 
thing going on but is able to look be charming as well which yeah. is really worrying that that, that the, the moment when path. he takes um when he helps theon escape from torture only to lead him back to the torture chamber yeah was just kind of like oh my god who is this guy what would yeah. that's kind of such a devious and evil thing to do to give someone that hope just to take it away from them again and then obviously puts him through all the torture that he does creating this reek character which mm. i'm waiting i mean obviously theon uh, has had his issues and i think a lot of people still don't like theon but mm. i think he's paid his dues i think right yeah he he finally does right by the family and the thing is everything that he does is has a kind of bitter sweet um side to it yeah. so he didn't kill bran and rickon but he did burn two small stable boys yeah so you know he he didn't he wasn't the one to overthrow winterfell but he did lead the charge and mm. then got tricked later on you know all these things he he does something and then now he becomes reek he becomes so you almost think he's going to help sansa and then he goes and tells bloody ramsay yeah so each thing has like this you know crap undertone to it and then right at the end he pushes thingy off the whatever her name is off Mar- the, miranda i uh, think her name was yeah off the balcony and you're like oh thank god but the only way they have to go is off the blooming wall so i have no idea what's going to happen there i don't I, know i don't think obviously they kind of i don't th- i think stannis is dead but they and they killed him yeah. theoretically they killed him off screen because you saw the swing of the sword and i think that's him gone yeah. i don't think you kill sansa especially sansa more than theon like that mm. i don't think you kill them in, in, a, in a, an ambiguous way you are very yeah. clear that they have died even if it's clearly showing that they're going to fall to the ground and die you don't have to see them hit yeah. the ground but you're not ambiguous and that to see them jump from a i mean i thought when i first saw it i was like is that it are, are they dead because that seemed like a high wall to jump from yeah yeah there's i i think you're right i, I think they'd give it proper screen time you give, not... you give them a proper send-off you wouldn't just quickly yeah. jump off they a also wall, jump off they, screen they look down yeah. first you know they do look down and look at each other like right are we doing this yes i guess so Let and I, I quite like that in the way that for both of them it was literally the best option possibly yeah. dying was a better option than what they've Absolutely, got coming yeah. for them so that was very interesting and maybe he'll get some sort of redemption from it um whether he deserves it or not i don't know but like you said he has been through I, I think he's I think he's been through enough to deserve redemption and to deserve us to want him yeah. want something good to happen for him now. Obviously, he did yeah. some horrible things, but as you, I mean, as you say, he did horrible things on the side of he did good things, but also bad things. Everything that he's done has been for reasons that are kind of like, we've we've covered kind of I mean the hateful hateful characters of people like Ramsay Bolton and Joffrey and stuff <laughs> like that. Who's your who's your who's your favourite? Who are your favourites that you always look look out for? Um, obviously, I, I really love Daenerys' storyline. I'm sure everyone does, and I, you know, love the whole dragons thing. I also love that they're not like completely tameable; that they are wild in the end, and that she's the only one that can just about yeah. And it's not easy for her with them. No, and that she comes from real utter shit. Mm. and rises really high but i also have a soft spot for margaret actually i really like margaret and her grandmother i think they're two great characters yeah they never quite know what their motives are but they are responsible for killing joffrey and for that there (laughs) because even right at i think it's at the end when Tyrion's going over to daenerys and viscerous is trying to tell him or he says who you know Tyrion is saying to Daenerys who could possibly rule and he's crossing over like basically nobody too power hungry too blah and he said maybe the Tyrells but there's not enough of them Mm. so the Tyrells are the only ones that are actually trying to do something good for the land but there's just not enough of them so I have a real soft spot for those two and I'm really actually quite um scared for Margaret being in that um cell yeah it's 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 a difficult it's a difficult one to try and work out because you don't know you don't know how Cersei's going to fall as you say I could very much see Cersei thinking that's an that could be an ally because 
yeah i think now from the sort of the monster that she created she's created quite a few monsters she's created joffrey she's created this new mountain and she created the the religious zealots yeah she's created them and she is going to have to try and take down those those zealots somehow um i mean i I suspect margaret will be part of it i mean she has i mean you look at elena as well the, the kind of the grandmother yes in all that in all that kind of the 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 trial towards the end of the series she very much burned mm. her bridges with the tyrells and so yeah obviously tr- getting getting marjorie out of prison is a good thing um and that yeah. that may help heal those wounds but those wounds aren't going to be healed completely and the, that that kind no, of that would no. have cut deep and you could see i mean i the, the character of elena is brilliant and it's perfectly mm. played by uh, diana rigg and when you when you watch some yeah, of her scenes really. she has such little scenes however they're just fascinating to watch because she does so little in them but she's really humorous yeah. in everything that she does especially i think in the early series where she's kind of talking to sansa about what is, what is joffrey talking about that take kind of yeah. taking advantage of the innocent girl of playing the yeah. the kind of the loving aunt when all she wants is just information she's pumping her for information yeah. she knows how to manipulate people possibly one of the best in all of Westeros in terms of manipulating getting what she wants and Marjorie has learned that to a T and you when you see she, what she, she does she does manipulate but I I also get the feeling she has their best interests at heart as well like that she kind of there was a kind of protecting vibe of Sansa as well oh yeah yeah Not just yeah that that I think that's what makes her a good character yes that she's always got some thing that some goal she's trying to do but at the end of the day she knows she's in human. her head right then <laughs> you don't know at that point but she knows she's gonna try and kill Joffrey yeah somehow um and there's they're under no uh, you know shroud of that joffrey isn't a monster yeah. so that's why i like i love her um her costume as well she's got this like silk yeah, just, thing around her head and see, it yeah, jiggles when the, she when you just she see the circle it's of her <laughs> it's brilliant i just yeah this really kind of square hat thing yeah. it's brilliant i love that um and also of course um for me Tyrion is of course everyone's favorite but he's he's humorous and 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 well not so much now because <laughs> he's kind of well I, i'm looking for i'm looking forward to the new series to see Tyrion because my favorite series of Tyrion is the second series and that's where he is given the role of hand of the king and he's given power mm. and he's very good in that role he's very good as hand yeah. of the king he knows politics he knows how to work people and he's extremely good at that and that's his best yeah. series because he's confident he's funny he does all this great stuff he protects people he stops joffrey beating up sansa because he knows how the mm. game is played. Even though the game yeah. is played to help the people that are bad, he knows how to play it. And that's why he was best. So I'm hoping with his new position as an advisor for obviously mm. Daenerys and in that area, I'm hoping that he gets to, to kind of take on that role again of a political power. Because he is, and he's very, very intelligent. He's one of the most intelligent people in the entire show. Because yeah. he's one of the only people who's always been on the outside. He's always been in a position of power, but he's on the outside. So he's had to he's had to just focus on actually how is all this working? I can see all the cogs here. How is it all turning? And that's what he's able yeah. to learn. I think Viserys chooses him because despite being loathed by his family, he does love certain members of it and he does try try desperately to keep balance between it and and it's impossible but he tries to make everyone win even though he loathes Joffrey he does love Jamie, and he always wanted his his father's love even though he knew he'd never get it mm. and I think Viserys understands he's one of the few people that actually doesn't wish harm on anybody and that's what it takes to be a proper advisor and potentially ruler mm. is to not is to not want one party completely dead um, and that's why he takes him over to to Daenerys who is supposed to be this per- another, another person who doesn't want everyone dead yeah. <laughs> um, though I don't know what she thinks she's going to have to do when she gets over there they keep trying to tell her they're not all going to just bend down and say yep you're our queen now I know that um, my friend actually has read all the books and he said he said oh, I've just I've just finished the last book winter still hasn't come <laughs> it's just it's, it's still, still autumn. not going to come <laughs> it's going to take a long time they've been telling me winter's what coming for the- but- Seven thousand pages. <laughs> <laughs> so, what um, what are your favorite 
characters then? Uh, for me, it's obviously Tyrion. I think I'm I'm fairly. I think my favourites are the standard favourites. I think the three that always jump out at me: mm. it's Tyrion, it's Jon Snow, and it's Arya. Yeah. I think Jon Snow just because he's such a noble character. He obviously has his flaws, but he is one of the what he's very much in the in mm. the mould of Ned Stark. Um, he, he's very much a character who knows what's right and knows that sometimes you've got to do bad things in order to get to do what's right and to achieve what's right Mm. so all the stuff with the wildlings he understands that you know what you may not like this but in the end we're going to need these guys because i know what's coming it's not the it's not the popular decision but it's the decision that has to be made and he he's willing to do that obviously that has led to his somewhat some would say demise but it's so sad that whole situation nobody listens to him exactly just most of the wildlings don't come along then all of his brothers turn against it it's just such a crap situation. even in the face of you know based, the, yeah the the winter based on what he's just seen it, based on what he's just seen this army of dead rising in front of mm. his eyes he he yeah. he now knows more so than probably anyone else in the entire show what is coming he knows yeah. the scale of which it's coming and there is that moment between obviously him and the the i think it's the knight's king i think it's called um that moment yeah. where it's just a it's just a stare down it's a showdown between the two of them you can all that if this was if that was a western they their trigger fingers would be flickering over their pistols about to draw that it's it's that mo- yeah, it's that yeah. moment um i think the other one for me is aya and i think mm. Not so much in season five, but I think with Arya, it's been about her partnerships, especially between her and the Hound. And I think mm. that 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 juxtaposition between little and large worked so well, and their yeah. their personalities clashed and complement each other so well. And she has such a such an innocent, naive idea on revenge that I just need to everything will be fine as long as I kill off these few people that are on my list, and then everything yeah. will be fine. It won't affect me at all. And it's it's those i mean her scenes with the hound probably made her one of my favorites up until the point mm. where they kind of they 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 part ways which is kind of heartbreaking to see a character who's very usually quite happy mm. taking into account the circumstances she's in uh and quite light to see kind of almost dead behind the eyes when she, when they when they part ways that was really really striking to see and it kind of came out of nowhere that this is all this kind of stuff has been building up inside of her and now it's kind of, I'm done. I'm done trying to find my family. I'm done trying to do this. You know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to train to be an assassin and I'm going to go and get these guys. And obviously she then discovers that it's not as simple as that. To be an assassin, you can't have mm. a list of names that you're going to go after. It's not about that. Yeah. It's not about getting revenge. And it's not about being Arya Stark anymore. Exactly. You have to be nobody. And I don't think she was quite prepared for that. Um, I know what you mean. The, the parting is actually quite... So I think at any point you expect her to go, oh, actually, you know, I, I like you. We'll, I'll help you. But no, she doesn't... She she is deadly set on having those people killed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's her, it would her almost drive. Be... She'll obviously have to go through some new... Some more shit to get to yeah. her goal. <laughs> We've kind of waited long enough. Looking, at, looking forward to season six in terms of what's going to what's going to happen. Obviously, the mm-hmm. big thing going forward is going to be Jon Snow and it's going to be what's happened to him. I don't know how telling this is, but the the episode title for episode 1 is The Red Woman. You can read right, into that yeah. what you want because obviously one of the theories that kind of came out straight away after when it happened, the end of season 5 was well you've got the Melisandre the Red Priestess, she's there she can do something she can bring him back she she's not done it before but there is evidence and as you just said in terms of going back there was evidence i think back in season three there was a a a scene where the hound was forced to fight someone um who had died many times before and be brought back and they had swords with fire on them and the idea of that was that guy would be brought back to life from the lord of light that was the thing so we've had nods in the past and this is a long time ago in the past that the lord of light can bring people back from the dead all the internet put two and two together and came up with she's there she can bring him back please Jon Snow don't be dead that was kind of how it all worked out 
So I think that is going to be the one, that's going to be the big thing at the start of the series. That I think they will look at other stuff, but all people are going to care about is what has happened to that him, what has happened to him. Well, she, you know, she shows interest in him right before everything, yeah. doesn't she? When she's come back, she tries to offer herself to him. So we know that she's interested she, in she him. She sees in him. Whether, yeah. I mean, whether he'll come back the same is another thing. That's, that's what I he wonder. Be, he Will he, he be, be the same different. noble Jon Snow that we know and love? I have my doubts mm-hmm. because it, as we kind of said before, the the noble, the good characters, they end up having to have a dark side to kind of as the story progresses. This could this could be the way of giving him his dark side that it's been inflicted yeah. upon him almost that as it as we left it, he would never leave the wall because he pla- he pledged an oath he would never leave the wall. Now this has happened. Does he still have those same feelings? The... Well, technically, he has been released from his vow. <laughs> Because he's died, yeah. And um, maybe John. So technically, <laughs> maybe John Snow's just been looking for a loophole in his contract all this time, and now he has it. Well, it could be that once she does it, she, he's bound to her by some mm. by some way, and that he'll have to follow rules like Stannis did. Because um, everything has has a price. That's what they keep setting up with this this magic, like with poor Daenerys yeah. with trying to save Drogo. That's a horrible moment. Of course, the woman does it completely deliberately, but. Um, but the, yeah, that is that, that is the idea of magic has a price. You can't just yeah. It's it's magic hasn't although it's always been in the show. It's not a massive part of the show, and that's because it's no. very much kind of kept at arm's length and be like, okay, you want to do some magic? That's fine. You're not going to get it scot free. Yeah, and that's it. I think you get these kind of shows that uh, everything's magic. It's quite easy to use, but maybe people get a bit tired. With this, it's definitely like a really hard to get thing that only some people can do it's really ancient it's really difficult and it's got a price every single yeah. time it's there's a nothing comes thing. for free ah, but what i also like is that with this whole mountain thing this is the kind of science replacing magic yeah. coming in the idea of the kind of frankenstein's monster the the bringing something back with um chemo- you know apocalypses and chemicals and that sort of thing so i like that there's that side to mm. it as well absolutely you know, possibly we'll see we might see maybe a flashback to how that happened maybe there'll be two resurrections there'll be Jon Snow and there'll be what happened to the mountain these two well they they, they nodded to it throughout kind of season five didn't they every now and again you'd see a scene in kind of his laboratory with kind of yeah, your Frankenstein underneath in the, the background and I, underneath I, I knew he was gonna twitch he would twitch and then, he, <laughs> and then the kind of the doctor would go no no calm down calm down it's all fine Settle down. No, no, Frankie. You stay just there. Fucking move. (laughs) There were some of those. You kind of a part of it was funny, but the other part was, what's going on there? Because it's something you'd never seen. Oh god, you'd never seen this idea of experimenting on that science. Science has played no part in this until that character. Really, it's all been about magical stuff or potions and stuff like that. But the idea of like him being in a lab, basically with a lab coat and a little stethoscope around it it was really quite odd i think and that was that was what was interesting about that so when it came back right at the end you're like "Ooh, this is new yeah i suspect it'll get a lot it'll play a much bigger part because he's he's you know cersei she's surrounded by old perverts isn't she really who don't believe she she's they think she's just a stupid woman um and he's the one person who's a little bit younger, not really interested in any of that. He is interested in this weird new, this weird new magic, yeah. and she wants to use it for her own, her own ends. And our, and she doesn't fully understand that's it. That's going to be cool. She doesn't understand it. But yeah, it's ex- there'll be again. There'll be a weird price with it's that. It's the I'm exact sure. same thing <laughs> as with the with the religious cult, the religious zealots. Mm. She didn't really understand it, and she brought it in, and then it got out of hand. And it could be a very similar thing here. Yeah. If the mountain gets out of hand. Who knows what's been created here? Yeah, yeah. And I think that I think really for, I think it'll be really interesting to see. I think King's Landing will be an interesting place in season six because you've got just the backlash of everything going down, and you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's literally unlike some of the unlike some of the ones in this in season five. With that one, literally, kind of all the pieces were thrown up in the air, and we have no idea how any of them were going to fall. You've yeah. got Cersei going through that ordeal. You've got Jamie coming back. You have news of him coming back with his his daughter's death. You have the mountain. You have, as you say, Marjorie, the Tyrells. You have the just everything. So much is up in the air there that you have no idea. Mm. Who's in charge of King's Landing now? 
I think we kind of touched yeah. on it a little earlier on um, where Daenerys will find herself in season six. Now, my understanding is that she was left off and she was surrounded as season five finished. She was dropped off, dropped off by the dragon. Uh, well, he crashed because he was injured. Um, so, so, so she was just left on a hillside. Um, and my understanding is that the horsemen that surrounded her were the Dothraki, which was obviously Khal Drogo's tribe. I'm not quite sure what kind of terms she left on. Because obviously when Khal Drogo died, she didn't stay as a Khaleesi at that point. She didn't stay uh, the head of a Dothraki. It was Khal Drogo and she was his plaything, basically, mm. to, to, to everyone else. As soon as he died, someone would have stepped up to be the new leader. Hopefully they've kind of grown a little bit because they were they were very primal. And you said you you didn't know what kind of terms they left on. And I think it was pretty blooming bad terms actually. They uh they don't really well the ones that didn't follow her anyway do not consider her. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna they're all. gonna welcome her with open arms. I don't think. Mm, they they live their own society as well, don't they? Yeah. They don't really care about anything, so they won't even care that she's queen of the other city that is around. Mm. So that'll be quite interesting i guess at least she can talk to them and she's got a dragon you know just over the ridge yeah <laughs> whether Dro- whether drogon will listen at that point i don't know yeah <laughs> but i'd really like to see her getting much better control of the dragons and actually spending flipping time with them I, how much they'll do that because of cgi budget i do not know i, but I think i think the fact that nice. she f- rode on the back of drogon at the end of the fifth mm. series, I think that the is the most a, volatile one. Yeah, as well. that is a that is a like, that is yeah. a almost like a her taking her place as a Targaryen riding on the back mm. of a dragon. That was that was a major thing. That was a major step. Because obviously, until this point, they've barely been in her control. When they were young, obviously mm. they were, but as they've got older, they've not really been in her control. They've snapped at her. They've they've not yeah, obviously attacked yeah. her, but this is one of that was the first time that like a dragon kind of said look come here i'll hop on hop on i'll yeah. I'll, ta- I'll take you away i'm i'm kind of i'm yeah. here with you as opposed to scrappy teenager snapping at his mum yeah kind of thing, yeah which is what it, it very much Whereas... felt like there was a maturity there within the dragons that enabled her to take her place as as we all as we all get older we we become friends with our parents much more than when we were yeah, younger yeah but the the other two though aren't they're incredibly volatile towards her well, that's because she, she locked you know, them up. They blew fire above her. But she... Well, exactly. I mean, those two are going to be the, the problem, aren't they? But I think Drogon's the alpha, so yeah. he'll probably come along and snap at them. She, she'll say, send oh, him in first. Together. He'll have a word. <laughs> Tyrion will make yeah. some quips. Yeah. I'll go in first. Yeah. I just need to talk yeah. to my brothers, yeah. who I haven't seen for quite some time. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you a shout when it's all right to come in. Just just, just leave it. Leave it. We may be a while, but leave it with me. <laughs> okay, so obviously one of the biggest things with game of thrones is the death king mm. so who do you think is not going to make it to the end of this series because every series we lose people we usually lose at least one big person each series at least one mm. and then a sea of small people so who what one of our kind of mainstay characters do you think we're going to lose this year that's an interesting question. Quite hard because it could literally be anyone. I mean, Arya could die any second because <laughs> they do that with the top, you know, main characters. I think anyone. It could really could be anyone. I suppose um, uh, Theon could die in one final, you know, redemption yeah, moment. Yeah, I or, can see that. Or they, we still haven't... I mean, Rickon. Rickon's a really annoying character, actually, in the books more so than than the tv series because he's just so young he doesn't get what's going on but he'll be a bit older this time yeah i wonder i wonder if we'll see him this series because he he we've not seen him for a long time since because he obviously split up with um bran went off with osha i think her name is um so she's she's off looking after him so i wonder if we'll we'll see him anytime soon yeah i know who will die is um guy who fell in love with Daenerys but was actually he he's the guy that's uh Jorah 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 Mormont well he's got the stone skin thing yeah I think he's gonna I think I don't think he's long for this world not because of that I think obviously because of that um but I think (laughs) I think this series I can see him going out in a blaze of glory to protect Daenerys yeah I I think think he will finally will do it if it was any Um, other show he's already tried to get 
if we, back, isn't he? Yeah, if it was any other show, um, he would die as she's professing her uh, love for him. But this is Game of Thrones, so that won't happen. So he'll probably die with her turning her back on him or something like that. But uh, yeah, mm. I think of all the of all the characters, he's the one I think most at risk of kind of... Uh, he's obviously probably a B-level, I'd say. He's not an A-list character. Yeah. But he's, he's been there I from the start. I reckon either that or the, um, or the kind of swashbuckler that she's fallen for. It could yeah, be him. I, I, for, yeah, he's, he's relatively expendable for me. He is, but he's not to her though and i think um that yeah. could be some leverage or it could be between them some some weird thing happens because they're both in love with her um and maybe she'll have to choose or something well, of course that'll be a pretty easy choice for her but it might not be easy at the time mm. like certain things might have happened because jora really does you know has saved her life quite a few yeah. times he, des- he deserves um, that second chance yeah i think he does um, but I suspect he will. But I, I think he's. I think his storyline has kind of played out. I'm not sure. Mm. Obviously, he could stay. He has still has part to play. But I think there's nothing we're waiting. It's not like with Jon Snow. We know there is stuff we don't know about Jon Snow. We know there is stuff in Arya's storyline mm. that that is left to play. We know this. I yeah. think the only other character who kind of plays into that idea is possibly Jaime Lannister. I'm yeah, not sure well. how much story he has left outside of just playing a part in another story because we know everything about all all the secrets of him he's had his redemptive arc he's been the horrible character he's now the good character when i was watching it when my mom was watching it midway through season three she hated jamie lannister she hated him Mm. and this was just at the point where he gets his hand cut off and i'm watching it having watched all of it thinking you know what he's actually a really nice guy but I quite like him in that bit as well, actually. In that season, you see a bit more of him because he's with Brienne. That that's his. That's actually... where his redemption begins. When his hand gets cut off. Yeah. That's from that moment. Yeah. That's where his redemption begins. Because suddenly he's not the Kingslayer anymore. He's not that person. Yeah. So he has to beat someone else, and he has to realize that there are other people. And obviously, the the Brienne combination kind of works for that. I was a bit. I was a bit miffed when they kind of made that into a she was in love with him thing because I thought she was a better character than that. No, but I suppose she's never really had anyone treat her like that at all. Like she, you know, has been made fun of. Yeah, as a, as a female warrior. Life, um, and <laughs> they, I guess she, I kind of get it. You know, she she falls for him, and they're joking around, and you see a little bit more of his humanity, and also when when the guys are literally about to rape her you, you suddenly get the idea that she's never done this before she's never been intimate yeah. i don't think she's ever loved anyone she's that's she's, she's the thing she's terrified of yeah she could she could face you know a thousand people and she'd be fine but that one thing that idea of being raped scared her more than anything and jamie you know stepped up and that i think that's the turning point that's the moment where you go okay there is, so there is some good in into someone he didn't have to yeah. do that he's and, chosen to do that because even though yeah. it prob- and actually that the, the hand moment was the one of the few times I've properly gone <gasps> and gasped because yeah. I just I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I don't know why mm. I just wasn't expecting it because I thought well he's such a you know pretty boy character isn't he? They're never going to disfigure. Oh well, it's gone yeah. now. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, I, but again, lots of people morph. I quite like that, and and he lets um, Tyrion go as well. He's responsible for letting him. Yeah, and th- I mean that's go. always that. I mean he's even when he was. A horrible character at the start he always had that fact that he was he was a brother he was all these different things yeah. he was a he was a, a lover to cersei he was a son to tywin but he was a brother and they very much mm. obviously very different cersei always hated Tyrion. La- jamie never hated Tyrion. they were always no. brothers and so they had that connection right from the very right from episode one they had that thing of where Tyrion was in i think he was in a, like a, a stable with some women or something like that and jamie comes in and sorts him out and says on, just fix up come on we've got all this job to do yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. he's there he looks after him and he always cares about him and he knows his brother isn't the person that cersei yeah. says he is and all that stuff um but yeah I, i'm really looking forward to it i think it's really exciting to ha- finally have a series where everything is unknown there's no you can theorize all you like but there's no definitive evidence of who's gonna yeah you know clonk it next <laughs> and that's the thing you can you can now go on social media with kind of an element of safety because you're not going to be like yeah 
he's done that because you know what's going to happen next blah 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 yeah. you don't you don't you, you don't yeah. have to kind of very very carefully click onto twitter just to check something before scampering off again because yeah. you don't want to see too much it's in that it's in that really nice um moment with you know like with new series it's that nice area where you can just literally just talk about it and it doesn't matter what you say because it's all just theories yes yeah. and that's quite nice yeah and as, as as i kind of as i mentioned before it's nice for everyone to finally be in the same boat that we can all theorize yeah and you haven't got people saying well if you in the books <laughs> this has happened so i'm going to use my theory to say this and obviously there is still some of that there's a lot of theories yeah. around Jon snow's parentage so that's all that's kind of that's not explicitly said in the book but it's the a lot of the theories have come from what is written in some of the books um so that one still exists but that was staying in with daniel frost and alex briscoe if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information on everything we've discussed today as well as all of our other podcasts and come find us on twitter on at staying in pod thanks for listening